It's time for another feedback show where we get your questions and comments, including comparing the Kings' current head coach to a koala bear. We may also discuss Phoenix Copley, Quentin Byfield, our ultimate current Kings lineup, trade possibilities, and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content, and thank you for your support. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan. For 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. It is a feedback Thursday. Time to get interactive with you, the Locked On LA Kings listener and viewer. And we're going to start off with some good old fashioned emails. Locked on Eddie at gmail.com is the email address for future reference. And our first email comes from Matthew, and he does not include a location which is very annoying because I really like that. And since he has not included a location, that means I get to make one up. So our first email comes from Matthew, and he is in Rancho Cucamonga, as far as we know. Uh, He says, hey, Eddie, just found out about your show uh, two weeks ago. Enjoyed what you have to say. Keep up the great work. Thank you. I'll try. Uh, With that said, I have a question for you about our coaching. In Game 7 against Edmonton last year, Todd McClellan decided to sit Filardi Byfield, Spence, and Jornfoot, and played Edler, Stetcher, and Anthony Cio. That did not work out so well. This year, Koala has once again decided to sit our youth like Bjornfoot and Spence while players who have no long-term future with the team like Edler are playing. Is this a coach who just refuses to give ice time to youth? Why has he been hired by Blake if we're going into a rebuild and the coach would prefer to play older vets? Thanks, Eddie, and keep it up. Uh, Matthew, um, thank you for the email. I went to Australia a few years ago. I hope this is not a humble brag. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, if you can take a long fly, fly, uh, flight down there, it is absolutely worth it. Really cool place. Uh, and I did see koala bears up close. And um, I got to say, I have never thought that Todd McClellan looked like a koala bear. But now that you bring it up, uh, I will say his hair there's some koala tendencies uh, in his hair. Uh, so now I'm going to have, now I'm going to probably be seeing that. So thank you for that. Um, so I, if I'm reading what you're saying correctly, um, you are more interested in developing the young players um, and getting them more playing time than maybe necessarily winning now. Um, because I think in a game seven to cite your specific example in the Edmonton series, you're going to go with the lineup that obviously you think is going to give you the best opportunity to win. And Tom McClellan felt more comfortable with the veteran players out there who had had playoff experience over some of the players that you mentioned, like Byfield and Velarde. Um, So I, I get what you're saying, but I think you always, you know, have to go with you, who you think is going to give you the best chance to win, especially in a playoff game seven. Um, I have a friend 
who is a Ducks fan, believe it or not. Uh, he does the the puck podcast with me. And I remember last year when the Kings were going to the playoffs, he said, you got to start Cal Peterson in net. And I was like, why? He's not, he's not the best goalie on the team right now. It's Jonathan Quick. He said, you got to get him playoff experience. You got to see if he's, he's the guy going forward. And I was like, no, you, you can't do that. Uh, you, you can't look your players in the eye and say, hey, guys, great to get here. Uh, now we're not going to go with our best goalie. We're going to go with the other guy because we need to give him experience. Uh, that just you just can't do that. That, that would not uh, that would not go well in the locker room, nor would it go well with a lot of fans. So um, I get what you're saying, Matthew. Um, I, I certainly would maybe like to see a guy like a Jordan Spence get more playing time. Um, but, you know, Alex Edler, he's not an exciting player. Um, but he is a very reliable vet. I have no issue with how Alex Edler has played this season. Um, the Kings don't have a lot of size on the blue line. He gives you a little bit of that, although he's not an overly physical player. But, um, you know, I, the argument could be made that, uh, you know, put a Jordan Spence in at the beginning of the year, and by the end of the year, he's gained enough experience to where maybe you can play him in playoff games. That's that's the thinking anyway. But clearly when the Kings decided to re-sign Alex Edler and bring him back for another year, it was to play him, not to not to sit him on the bench or him to be an extra defenseman. So, um, I, I like I said, I get... I believe what you're trying to say as far as the philosophy of getting younger players more experience for the future, because I'm guessing you believe that we're not a cup contender now. And so let's get these guys experience going forward when we are going to be a cup contender, maybe next year or the year after when we figure out the goaltending situation anyway. Um, so I, I kind of get what you're saying, but I would, I would not agree with the game seven. I think you got to go with the guys you think are going to give you the best chance. So he went with the veteran, more veteran players. And that's instance, I think a lot of coaches would have. And then, yeah, this year, you know, you, you could have gone more with a guy like a Tobias Bjornfoot or Jordan Spence and, and, and hope that they would be, um, you know, as good during the season and get experience going forward. But I, I also get the idea of wanting to have at least one kind of veteran presence on the blue line. And, and that is Alex Edler right now. So Okay, uh, and thank you for the koala bear thing, I think. Uh, our next email comes from Jesse Garcia, who may or may not be my cousin. He's in Visalia, California, which is in Central California, which which where I was raised in that area. And so we're still trying to figure out if maybe we're related. Uh, Jesse says, greetings, Eddie. Again, with uh, an observation regarding Quickie, I was watching the New Jersey game with my son, and he made the observation about Quick playing deep in his net and asked if all goalies play that way. I told him that it is usually not the way that goalies play. And then he got scored on, uh, not sure who scored on the play, but then I paid more attention to the Nashville game and quickie played out to the edge of the paint per usual and seemed more sharp. Uh, they still lost due to two quick goals in the first minute, but I'm hoping that was the fix that quick needs to get his game back. I'm not expecting 2012 quickie, but last year he was solid. And with the team playing better, I think we have a chance to really do some damage in the playoffs what is your take, good sir, and great interview with Jesse Cohen? Oh, yeah, we might be related down the line somewhere. There are tons of Garcias in the area. Go, Kings, go. There are, there are more Garcias out there? What? When, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, basic knowledge of the goaltending position, which is kind of what I have, uh, is that, yeah, you would like to play a little bit more out of your net uh, because when you're farther out of the net, you're able to cut down more angles uh, when players are trying to get the shots on you, the deeper you are in the net, the less ability you have to cut down those angles. So yes, it is generally speaking uh, a good thing for goalies to play a little bit farther out of their net. 
Um, of course, there are some inherent dangers with that as well. If someone crashes the net or has speed going to the net, then you know you've got to get back to cover your post, maybe going around the back of the net, that kind of things like that. If you get too far out, so there is a uh, there is a you have to be aware of where you are. You don't want to go too far out, but you certainly don't want to be too deep in your net as well. So yes, uh, it is it is more advantageous. Uh, for your goaltender to play a little bit farther out of the net and to uh, cut down those angles. And I'm sure that's something that guys like Jonathan Quick and Phoenix Copley, they work on that kind of stuff in practice every day to make sure uh, that they are in the right position, in the crease, uh, and able to cut down those angles. So yes, you would prefer to be farther out of the net than deeper in the net uh, in that situation. Uh, Chris from Northern Nevada, specifically Carson City, Says, uh, really like how the team has bounced back from the three-game losing streak. Seems like the team doesn't get too high or too low. They always seem to bounce right back. So many times when they give up a goal, they seem to answer back pretty quickly. Do you think that's due to the leadership on the team or just talent or maybe both? Also had the privilege to get down to L.A. for the New Jersey game during pregame introductions. Thought it was really cool that when Jonathan Quick was announced as the starter, he got the biggest pop from the crowd out of all the starters, even though he hasn't had the best season. Respect right there. Uh, lastly, a few games back, you mentioned jerseys you owned and talked about your Adam Deadmarsh jersey. Well, I bought a Jason Allison jersey. Oops. Anyway, love the show and listen every day. Uh, also love when you do crossover episodes, too. Those are always good and insightful. Thanks again. And go Kings go. That was for those of you that remember the early 2000s and the LAPD line, the short-lived LAPD line uh, that had Jason Allison. Adam Deadmarsh and Ziggy Palfy was the P in the LAPD. So it was Allison Palfy Deadmarsh, and then they put an L in front of it, and it was the LAPD line. It wasn't the greatest line in the world as far as imaginative name, but you know you work with you work with what you got. Uh, so um, yeah, of course. I mean, look, everybody is still loves Jonathan Quick, respects him, uh, is going to give him his due anytime he plays. My wife is a huge Jonathan Quick fan. Uh, she's got her quickie jersey that she wants to wear, and she was disappointed the game we went to earlier this year. Uh, he wasn't playing in net. But, um, yeah, he's always going to have that respect regardless of, of how he's doing uh, this season. As far as the Kings being able to bounce back once they fall behind, uh, yeah, we have seen that a lot this year. We saw it in Nashville when they allowed those two quick goals. Um, certainly saw it recently in Philadelphia where they they lost the lead and then re tied it up and tied it up, and tied it up, and then finally got the game winner in overtime. Um, you know, leadership, I'm sure, plays a part in that. Veteran guy is not going to get too high or too low. But I think, honestly, I think it's just talent. We've got more depth, more scoring this year than we've had in recent years. And there's just more offensive weapons out there to uh, be able to, to score and uh, get back into games if we fall behind. And the new NHL, I mean, two, you know, they used to say it was cliche, the two-goal lead is the – worst lead in hockey that that is not even people don't even say that anymore because it's so obvious that's the way the the league is uh it is not unusual to see teams come back from two three goals down in a game to win these days with the way scoring is up it's uh, certainly made it a more exciting game i remember back in the day uh you got a two goal lead you know at, at one point uh and especially if you were like up by two in the second period it was pretty much all but over uh for the most part uh, Josh in Studio City says, one of the fun things about sports and probably has been influenced by fantasy sports is debating which players should be playing and where. I find this particularly fun when it comes to hockey. So I ask you, assuming all the Kings are 100% healthy, what is your four forward lines? My buddies and I have been debating this. None of us really agree. And it's harder than you might think. Keep up the great work. 
Okay, so uh, Josh is saying all things being equal, everybody's 100%. So that means that Arthur Kaliev, Gabe Velarde, uh, Trevor Moore, Carl Grunstrom are all available. How? What would my what would my top you know lineup be? Um, I, I'll play along. Um, as much as I like Quentin Byfield playing on the top line, and I think that that's probably in part been something that has sparked him of late. Uh, I would have to move him off the top line if I had those other options. Um, and so I, I would probably either have Gabe Velarde or Arthur Kaliev on that top line. I think I would go with Velarde. So you got Kempe, Kopitar, and Velarde on the top line. Second line, I'm going to reunite Trevor Moore with Victor Arvidsson and Philip Deneau. Third line, that means I would have to obviously keep Kevin Fiala there because he just plays better on that third line as opposed to the top line. So Fiala is still on the third line. Um, I guess I would have to move Aya follow over to the right side. I don't know if he's done that before. It's always a little bit tricky. Uh, you want to keep guys on, on the sides that they shoot the puck, but I guess I'd have to move him over uh, on the right side. Um, and then since I'd moved Byfield off the wing and moved him down, I guess I'd have him as my third line center. So Byfield with Aya follow and uh, uh, Fiala. And now the fourth line, boy. Arthur Kaliev on the fourth line. I kind of hate that, but you know, got to got to put him somewhere. Um, and I think I would put Rasmus Kupari as my fourth line center over Blake Lazat. I love Blake Lazat. I love the energy he brings. But I, I think I think Kaliev gives you about as much, and uh, also kills penalties. And there's more upside there. And then my final winger would be who am I forgetting? Am I forgetting anyone? I guess I would go with Jared Anderson Dolan. Um, over there, over a Carl Grundstrom. Yeah, I think I think I'm not leaving anyone out there. Well, I should have really thought this through a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, that's that would be that would be my lineup. I think Velarde, Kempe, Kopitar, Dano, Arvidsson, Moore, Byfield, Fiala, uh, Ayafalo, Kupari, Kaliev, and. Jared Anderson Dolan. I think that would be my kind of ultimate lineup for the forwards if I could pick anybody I wanted right now. Of course, that said, the reality of this is there's a roster limit and there are players who you would have to send back to Ontario. So you would send Alex Turcott and you would send um, Samuel Fagimo. They would be gone immediately. So who else gets, who else goes if you're going to keep Lazat? Uh, that would mean that Grundstrom, I guess, would have to clear waivers to go back down. So this is, I mean, I'm kind of raining on the fun here a little bit. But those are the types of things you have to think of in the reality of an ultimate kind of roster as opposed to just a fantasy roster where you're you're plugging players in. But it is, it is fun to speculate on that kind of a thing. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a debate because I seriously doubt the Kings will be 100% healthy at any point of the year because that's just the way hockey goes. But uh, anyway... Fun, fun to play with. I, I agree with you on that, Josh. Uh, we will get back to the emails in a moment. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they are the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports easy and fun. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. 
FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with a single game parlay. It's on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, back to your emails. This one comes from Francis. He is also in parts unknown, so I get to make it up. And I'm going to say that Francis is from Temecula. Uh, He says, I think you're right, and I've agreed for a while that QB needs to cook. He's adding something to his game with every game played and truthfully might be a better winger. Look at Adrian Kempe. Either way, playing with Kopitar is going to make you better no matter what the Kopi haters say. As for the trade talk, I'm pretty sure Blake is going to do something that we aren't expecting per se. There's been a lot of Ottawa Senators talk. I don't like the chatter involving any of the roster players, including Velarde, because I think he's a diamond in the rough, even though he's a first rounder. I think his ceiling is high. As much as I hate to say it with how well they're playing, I'd be okay with seeing the entire fourth line involved in a trade, Kupari, Turcotte, and Pagimo. But all those players are valuable. Just scratching the surface is uh, if you're going to start parting ways, uh, it would be a good player. It would better be a good player coming back. Uh, love the show. Love the exposure you're getting and how you're growing. You already have more followers than a lot of the Locked On series pages. So that says something. Go Kings go. Again, that was from Francis. Um, yeah, there has been a lot of chatter around the Ottawa Senators. Um, I had not mentioned it before. But their general manager, uh, Pierre Dorian, was at the Kings-Blackhawks game. And there was also a report he was, I think he was at another Kings game as well. So I'm not sure what the uh, what the scuttlebutt is there involving the Ottawa Senators, but that is something to keep an eye on when you've got a team's general manager, not a scout, not scouts from the organization, actually attending games to uh, see some players firsthand. That's, that's certainly worthy of a mention. So uh, that's something we will definitely keep an eye on. Um And yeah, like I said, I know we're going to talk more about Quentin Bythe a little bit, but I'm definitely seeing uh, some things in his game of late that I think are legitimately encouraging. Uh, Our next uh, email comes from Jerry in San Jose. Uh, He says, um, it seems you post your shows in the later afternoon or early evening. Just curious why you don't post shows right after games. I know for home games, that's very late, but would be nice to have the show for my morning drive to work. Just a suggestion, still enjoying the show. Thanks. Um, yeah, Jerry, it's just uh, my schedule is is for, you know, when I record the show, I work overnights uh, at the Fox Sports Radio Network. Uh, I go to work at 10 p.m. I get off at 6 a.m. I know some people are like, oh, my God, that's insane. It, I, I actually really like it. It works for me. But I did kick around when I first took over the Locked On channel, um, maybe doing the show uh, after I got off of work. But I, I found out that I just don't have the energy for that. And I want to, you know, be uh, have some energy for the show. So the best time was when I woke up, which was in the early afternoon, and then post it in the late afternoon or early evening. So it just has to do with my schedule. So hopefully you enjoy the show for your drive home. Uh, Bill in Parts Unknown. So I'm going to say he is in uh, Palo Alto. I don't know. Not not a funny name. Uh, he says, do you think the Kraken are for real? 
when it's all said and done, where do you think the Kings will end up? Keep up the good work and go Kings go. I do think the Kraken are for real. And by the way, as we are recording this, they're currently in first place in the Pacific Division. They passed the Vegas Golden Knights last night. So yeah, I think the Kraken are for real. They're going to finish in the top three. I think Vegas might slide out of the top three. Edmonton's starting to get going and Evander Kane's back in the lineup for them. I could see them moving into the top three. And I think the Kings will finish second or third in the Pacific. Um, I think Calgary has been struggling a little bit too much. So yeah, I do think Seattle's for real. I think uh, we're looking some order of Seattle, Edmonton, and LA, I think top three in the Pacific, at least uh, hopefully when it comes to the Kings, that's the case. Uh, Thank you to all who took the time to email. We have a lot of great feedback from the YouTube episodes over the past week. So let's check the YouTube comments. And the first one comes from Robert Wu. And uh, he says, thanks again, Eddie, for your video and excellent takes on the Kings. Uh, You are not a prisoner of the moment, but are level-headed and insightful. Uh, Thank you. He says, I agree with you on Byfield progressing well and that there is no need to panic about him or about the Kings during this current slump. So obviously this was from a couple days ago, I assume. Uh, And while I agree that Copley has not faltered badly, just somewhat so, I strongly believe that Blake will have to get a true number one goalie either by trade, by the trade deadline, or surely in the summer, if the Kings are going to take the next step towards a deep run in the playoffs, would love an elite one, but a solid number one might be good enough because the ads showed it can be done that way. Yeah, it is no um, it is no secret, Robert, that the organization, people in the organization, I know Mark Yannetti, the director of amateur scouting, has gone on record saying that he believes the future in net for the LA Kings lies outside the organization that uh, they're not confident at this point that the future number one goalie is currently in the Kings organization. So yeah, um, I, I, like I said, I don't see the Kings doing anything substantial to upgrade the net this season. I think with the, the goalies we have or the goalies we're going to have for the playoffs. Um, but uh, yeah, going forward, it, it does appear uh, and, and it seems like this has been the kind of the prevailing, attitude for a while now that the Kings will have to go outside the organization to try and find their next number one future goaltender. Uh, This from Dave Young. He says, I still have no faith in Copley that he's, and he's going to get destroyed down the stretch. And I hope we don't have to go into the playoffs with him as our number one. And I hope I'm wrong. And Byfield is still not doing much either. Eddie, you are talking up every little thing he does. And I think Copley is not going to last much longer. And right now Byfield is showing not much more potential than a third or fourth line center. And believe me, this hurts for me to say it, but who knows what the next couple of months will bring. Go Kings go. So Dave, uh, not a believer in Phoenix Copley and, and is pessimistic on Quentin Byfield. Um, I would just say, Dave, why Why do you think he's going to get destroyed down the stretch? I, I, I certainly agree. We're not going to win playoff games because of Phoenix Copley, but I think we can win games down the stretch and in the playoffs with Phoenix Copley. He's never going to be the number one reason why, but I really don't see why, and I get it in the playoffs, things, everything gets ramped up. The competition is is higher on a, on a night, night in, night out basis, but like I said, he's not standing on his head. He's not putting up insane numbers. I don't see why he can't keep doing what he's doing, which is to just give the Kings a chance to win every night um, when the games get a little bit more important. But we shall see. I, I certainly can understand um, the concern. Uh, and again, with Byfield, it's been something we talked about before. I think he's showing – I don't think I'm uh, looking for reasons to make you excited about Quentin Byfield. I, I really think I'm just seeing what I'm seeing, and I'm seeing more confident play out of him. I'm seeing better 
decisions from him, more creative decisions from him. And I think that's because he's getting more comfortable at the NHL level. Is he a complete pol- pol- polished player at this point? No, absolutely not. But I, I don't think I'm looking for reasons to talk about him. I think he's giving me reasons to talk about him. Uh, we're going to have more of your YouTube comments in a moment. Uh, but first, I need to let you know that uh, there is something you need to check out called Locked On NHL Prospects. It is your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team that's Locked On NHL Prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a couple more uh, YouTube comments to close it out. This one from Michael V, as in victory. He says, Eddie, can you discuss a possible Leas Anderson recall? He's doing great in Ontario and deserves it. 32 games played, 15 goals, 13 assists for 28 points. Also, will the whole pregame for the Dustin Brown ceremony be televised? I'll I'll start on the last question first. Um, I reached out to Jesse Cohen, who works for the Kings and was a guest this week, and asked him about that. He said he wasn't 100% sure, but he believes that that will be the case. Also reached out to Patrick O'Neill. Uh, who was on the show last week, who works for Valley Sports. And, and I'll, I'll, he didn't respond yet, but once I get that information for sure, I will pass it along to you guys. And I would be stunned if the entire Dustin Brown uh, statue unveiling in Jersey retirement wasn't completely televised. As far as Leah Sanderson goes, I've been on record as saying I'm not a big fan of his. Former first-round pick of the Rangers, uh, never worked out there. The Kings gave him a new scene, uh, a new scenery to see what he could do. And he hasn't really done much here. He is doing very well in, in Ontario. You're absolutely right. And I certainly would, wouldn't be, be opposed to maybe giving him uh, a, a chance to show what he could do with the Kings if the situation was right. But he's a guy also that um, will not be able to be waiver exempt. So if we call him up, we'd have to keep him the whole time or we would risk losing him on waivers for nothing. So um, I think that's probably one of the big reasons why we haven't seen him called up uh to play with the Kings this year when you've got guys like Samuel Fugimo who can go back and forth, Alex Turcott who can go back and forth and not be um, not be waiver exempt or or would be waiver exempt. Um, but we'll see. Um, he is having a great year, um, Leah Sanderson, but it is the AHL. I respect the AHL, but it's not. We've seen like Martin Furk was one of the leading scorers in the AHL last year, and he's he's moved on and is not even playing. Uh, in the NHL right now, or I think he's in the AHL with uh, the Red Wings organization. Uh, this one from Frank in Rancho's Palace Verdes. He says, no question that Byfield's been playing better, but I still do not see a consistent level of play for such a highly drafted player playing top-line minutes. He makes a player to some games, but looks like, look at, look at Velarde, uh, Fiala, Kempe, Arvidsson, and so on. All of these players make plays or create a chance multiple times per game, almost every game. He is still losing most every puck battle. He is weak in the corners and makes the same pull-up move 10 feet inside the blue line most every time he has the puck. But like I have said before, I hope one day to be proven wrong and would love to say, man, I was wrong about Byfield. One more thing, as far as guests go on your show, I guess they provide a different set of eyes on the Kings, but I prefer your takes and insight. And again, that was from Frank in RPV. Um, You know, again, with the Quentin Byfield stuff, um, I don't know that you can really compare him to guys like, I mean, Velarde is a, a pretty young player, but but Kempe, Fiala, uh, you know, Arbitson, those are at this point young veteran guys who've been around a while. And again, Quentin Byfield is 20 years old. He's 20 years old. He still has so much more time to develop and he's just getting going. So again, I would say be patient. I think in the end it is going to work out. And yes, I am an optimist by nature. So there you go. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all who took the time to email or to comment on the YouTube episodes. We will have another feedback show next week. Again, thank you guys so much for being a part of this show. I always want to give you guys a voice to give your opinions on this show. So if you want to email, the email address is locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Uh, of course on the YouTube comments, that's kind of self-explanatory. Just comment in the episodes before I do look at all the comments and I appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Um, we're on Twitter at locked on LA Kings. We're on Instagram at locked on LA Kings as well. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to preview both of the upcoming games for the Kings, uh, against the Florida Panthers on Friday and against the Tampa Bay lightning on Saturday. So that's coming up on tomorrow's show. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Now, again, make your second listen Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons on every team. Locked On NHL Prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching Locked On LA Kings. Have a great day, and as always, go Kings go.